0: Episode 39, Human Soul Crystals Join us
1: at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between The games we play with Brian and Chris
0: Hey! Hey. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, occasionally RPGs, tabletops, but most importantly, the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and with me this week is... I'm Chris hey chris and this is episode 39 in this episode we're going to be talking about what's been on our table our love and hates and we're going to be reviewing century spice road one of my personal favorites so chris uh it started off at the top um, let's check in with our gaming goals like we do so how's your gaming goals going for the year my goals are going great, actually. I had four of them, like I mentioned
1: previously, and I've uh, been working on three. Uh, the calling and going through hasn't gone yet, but we'll we'll get to that one at some point Yeah, the point whole later. year. <laughs> yeah, I got the whole year. I still got, still got 11 <laughs> other months to
0: go. Plus moving in yeah. there. That's the oh, time yes. to do
1: it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm waiting for that. But yeah, the other ones, Jamie and I are playing a game a week. We've done that. we have actually uh, ahead of pace. We've got 15 games played over these last uh, 29 days or so. So we're averaging one about every other day. So, of course, that's average. But, you know, when we play, we'll play maybe two games or on a weekend or something. We'll get two or three games in, so we'll load up uh, and load it and stuff like that. Oh, nice. But, yeah, and then the goal about opening up um, uh, one new shrink wrap game uh, each month, we're way ahead. So I opened up Ticket to Ride New York. Mm-hmm. And which is a fun two uh, player. Well, we played it two player two to four player, shorter version of Ticket Drive. And then the best way you yeah, can play it, if you it, ask it, me. <laughs> it, it gets it in 20, 30 minutes, which yeah, yeah it yeah. is. That's it,
0: perfect yeah. for that game.
1: Absolutely. And the second one, which uh, um, that well, actually Jamie got both of these, I got her for Christmas. The second one is one of her favorite games is Telestrations 12 player party pack.
0: Oh, you got the one off Amazon? Yeah. Nice. Yep.
1: Yep. That is such a fun game. We've had some some neighbors over and with the amount of kids we've have and stuff like that and played this. And it's a lot of fun. A lot of laughs. Oh my gosh. Oh and yeah. Uh, there's always,
0: every time yeah, this just, is, everybody's it. laughing about their yeah. bad drawings. Oh my <laughs> gosh.
1: Yeah. And if you, uh, if you haven't uh, checked out Telestrations and you're looking for a good party game, go check that out. Great game. <laughs> Lots of laughs. I love games with where it makes you laugh and even when you laugh at yourself. So, that is a good yeah. game of, of laughing at one's uh, artistic skills. So,
0: and it, it's an easy one to learn. Oh, it yes. just makes sense when you explain it and kind of show, oh, okay, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. We had it's six. Pictionary yeah. telephone. Yeah, it is. Really, it is. We had six
1: and eight year old neighbor kids playing and stuff. So lots of fun. We played that several times. Oh, right? boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good pace for us. So. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, your other your other goal was host four oh, weekend. Yeah, game that's right. That's what it was. Yeah, I blanked yeah. for a second. I just looked at it and turned my head <laughs> away. Yes, and so working on that. That one's probably gonna be later in March once uh wrestling season's over. So oh, sure. I gotta get yeah, a free weekend come open on that. So yep, that I'll get to that one and then organizing the games.
0: Those are maybe we'll names. have an origins at home weekend or something like that. I think we should be fabulous.
1: Do uh, not what do they do? That staycon, gen con? That what do they call it? Mm-hmm. Where you do yeah. it at, at home, or because you can't go or whatever. So let's do that with Origins.
0: Yeah, why not? Yeah,
1: most definitely, We're, we'll organize get something. To play games. Yeah, I love it. Sounds like a great idea.
0: I like it. Yeah. Uh, so for my gaming goals, I am up to forty-seven plays for the year. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, a peek behind 14 of those are where words, but still I counted them because, hey, we played games of well, it. Yeah, most definitely. Um, but 22 unique games. So about averaging two plays per game, which is, is not bad. Yeah, that's um, the same pace we are, too. That's good. Yeah. And then the other goals I had, which I haven't really touched on is played Pandemic Legacy Season 1 which yep. uh we've gotten through 4 months and then Risk Legacy and so if if anybody listened to last week you know very well that we played that game so uh still 13 more games of that to go uh <laughs> to go through we'll see how that goes uh but no Andy Andy was pretty cool with it he thought it was pretty funny so um still gonna I'm still going to beat him down pretty hard on this of course. next game. That game, you're supposed to do that to your opponent. Beat him down. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I, I, the kid gloves are coming off. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Friendships may end. We'll see what happens. I'm sure more to report on that. So yeah, that's our check-in for goals for this week. We're doing pretty well. We're all ahead of schedule, which is awesome. But I'm sure, you know, when we get around for you wedding time and for me football season, it might slow down a little bit, but. We'll yeah, see, I guess. We'll see. We'll see. That's why you bank them ahead of time, right? Exactly.
1: Yep. Fill the coffers up.
0: Okay, cool. Well, let's go ahead then and, and let's move on and talk what's been on our table this week. All right. What's been on our table? Chris, what's been on your table this week? Yeah, I have had uh, several games of
1: for sale. That is Jamie and I's uh, one of our favorite games. And we've introduced uh, some of her neighbor friends, one of her uh, best friend Jesse and her husband Dan, who live like right next door. Um, they uh, came over, and Jamie was like, "Hey, let's let's in, let's introduce them." So we pulled this out, and and we've we played that with them, and it's lots and lots of fun. Can't say enough about uh, For Sale, good game. So we've had that actually uh, several of the plays over this uh, last uh, week, week and a half. So good game.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to play down how good of a game that yeah. is. Uh, it's such a great gateway game. Just to, Even f- even like family? Yep. Y- you Ooh, know, Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas, yeah. those types of gatherings. Oh, it's so good. Even non- Grandpa and Grandma can play.
1: Yep, the non-gamers can really uh, pick it up. And the, the casual gamers, I should say, not necessarily. Everybody's a gamer. They just haven't, uh, they don't know it yet or not. But uh, um, yeah, that's... That's a great game to
0: introduce people. Yeah, definitely agree. So this week for me has been Welcome to Dino World. So this is a newer roll and write game that just came out recently. And I actually think it was a Kickstarter. But in this game, you're building your Jurassic Park type park <laughs> sure. Uh, i guess uh unlike the million other dino games that came out in the last year or two but in this one it's a roll, right so you're rolling dice everybody's using the two dice that are rolled and they're they're building certain things in their park so the the things you have to build are roads the roads have to go right to your your pens and other facilities you can build facilities which give you bonuses and whatnot and then you have to build electricity to power the pins so when you build the pins there's various different dinosaurs they all have different size of pins they have different power requirements and whatnot and so you you have to use the dice which uh, you can combine the numbers you can spin the numbers or it's really just spending the pips and the cost of them are all printed on your sheet and you're just basically optimizing what you want to do. And really when it comes down to it at the end of the game, each of the different dinosaur pins give you certain victory points. Obviously the harder ones like T-Rex are going to give you a lot more victory points versus the smaller little dinosaurs. And then the facilities that come out give you bonus points so one might be hey this facility which is just a one square is worth how many victory points in the largest pin it's adjacent to so if you put it next to the t-rex pin that's seven squares you get seven points for that facility however that facility might have some limitations as you have to have a road connecting to it or you have to have power touching it things like that um all, all the cards the facilities There's visitor cards that come out that you're competing with your neighbor with. So if we played a three-player game, so there's three sets of visitor cards in between all three of us. So you're competing to your neighbors to your right and left, and your neighbors are competing with their neighbors left and right, and all those cards are different, which is kind of unique. And they are going to be things like you can claim this card when you get five unique dinosaurs built on your turn. And so then you would claim it and those give you victory points as well. And then at the end of the game, whoever has the most victory points wins the game. Pretty simple. I I think it definitely, it's one of those games where you kind of, you're sitting there for like 10 minutes trying to figure what you're doing or could do. So if you're playing with somebody with AP or analysis paralysis, this is not the game to play it. You just, you roll the die and you can pretty much do anything because there's modifiers and you're just sitting there trying to figure out the best way to do it. It it was okay. I I don't know. I'm going to want to try that one again. I think it might have been perhaps the people we're playing with. I'm not sure. And there is a more advanced mode. We played the beginner mode and the advanced mode. A pin's going to get attacked and dinosaurs can go free. And so there's a whole nother gameplay in between rounds that's supposed to add a whole nother level strategy and difficulty. And so that... That really, I really want to play that. That sounds really interesting, but it'd be really hard reading through the rules to jump right into that from the beginning. So it's one of those games I'm going to need to play a few times. Um, however, it's newer, so it's like 30 bucks for a roll, right? which Ooh, that's kind of pricey, I think, from what I've seen. Yeah, and most of the bigger ones that'd be cheaper, like Game Nerds and Card Haas, they're cheaper, but they're out of stock. So um, the places that do have it in stock are about that $29 range. It's a little pricey for me for a roll and write. So I might wait a little bit and maybe pick that one up later. But I really like the theme, though. I mean, who who doesn't like building oh, a, yes. a, a dino park and maybe having dinosaurs escape and attack people? Well, of course. But I really like roll and writes. That's been something that we've been enjoying a lot more. And so I was pretty excited about this, but it didn't really, like, grab me right away. but. We'll see. We did play we did play the rules along. I'm gonna call out Joe again uh for teaching us <laughs> wrong.
1: Wow. <Berk>, <laughs> Take that bus. Right, right. Over, back it up.
0: Actually, he came by after our second round, like, hey, by the way, Joe, uh, you taught us to play it wrong. And in fact, so we we just decided okay, we'll continue after the second round playing the right rules. And we posted the pictures on our Instagram and the publisher for Dino World. Uh, Commented on it and said, "Hey, by the way, you're you're not supposed to do that." (laughs) And so they even recognized from our picture that we played the game wrong. Oh, hilarious! Yeah, because the rule is that you're only supposed to be able to build one Dino Pin per round, and in my picture, I had one Dino Pin more than rounds. And so obviously, they were able to see that we built more than. That's
1: funny that somebody picked that up right away.
0: Yeah, it was the actual publisher's yeah. official Instagram yeah. account. So he, he commented on her Instagram, and I just <laughs> replied back, well, yeah, we figured that after turn two, we instead of restarting over, we decided to keep going. Yeah. So, it's a variant. It was just funny. I just call it a variant. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, this might be the theme for this episode, playing games wrong. Uh, uh, a little preview spoiler. for Century Spice Road.
1: Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So anyway, it, interesting one. I, I'm not 100% sold on it, but it wasn't bad. It was just different. Not necessarily what was I expecting. So check it out. Check out the pictures. It looks interesting. Um, I think there's some more complicated gameplay than just your regular roll and write. And the player interaction was kind of interesting where you're competing with your neighbors for victory point conditions. I hadn't seen that before. Usually oh, everybody's yeah. competing for a pool of them or everybody just gets the same pool of victory point conditions. So Right. Kind of a nice little uh, twist, I think. that's always good to have. Yeah, so that was Welcome to Dino World. Okay, Chris, well, let's go ahead and move on to our game review. That's Century Spice Road. This week, the games we play reviews Century Spice Road. Chris, I'm sure you've always wanted to take the role of a spice trader from centuries ago, traveling from town to town and trading spice. I'm I'm sure that's been it's your been a goal lifelong abide. goal. Exactly. Exactly.
1: We've been talking about goals. That's one of them I've... Written down. That's always wanted to be a spice
0: trader of ancient times. Well, I am glad because this game fulfills yeah. your role. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I, just before we get into this though, I'm just gonna say up from uh, uh from the forefront here. So Century Spice Road is the first game in a trilogy. They're they're calling it the trilogy or the century trilogy. And so there are three games in the Century Spice Road, and they all can be played individually and there's special rules to combine them. They also released a Century. Golem Edition, which is a re-themed version of Century Spice Road. And that's it. I mean, different artwork, different components, but it's the same game. And they actually did this other edition and only planned it to be a standalone and not make a trilogy out of it. So everybody loved this Golem Edition. And so then they made the second Century game, which is called Eastern Wonders. And they made the Golem version, now Eastern Mountains. And then this year at Gen Con, they're making the third Century Golem yeah. Edition, which the third Century game just came out this last year. That's called Century New World. So I just want to throw that out there. This is going to be a little confusing to explain. I do have both games, and mm-hmm. I think you have the Golem Edition, right?
1: I have, uh, yes, both of the Golem Editions that are out as of now.
0: Yeah, so yep. we mainly played Century Golem Edition, yep. but I do have Century Spice Road so there could be a little confusion with the naming i just want to say up the upfront, front we did play century golem edition that's the one we're essentially reviewing we will talk a little bit about the spice road just to talk about the differences probably towards the end with our strengths and weaknesses but i just want to throw that out there we're going to be talking about the golem edition so that whole hey chris you want to be a spice trader i should have asked you hey <laughs> do you want to be a soul collector and build golems out of human souls that,
1: that that's a higher goal than I had of spice trading. So yes, that's higher on my list. I
0: so. mean, you're dipping into the dark arts at that point. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Get to Do it with the smile and kindness of your heart. Stay on the light side, some.
0: Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, this is totally good and not creepy. That these crystals aren't <laughs> souls. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So in this game, uh, the the idea in Century Spice Road is you're collecting spices and trading them in, and you're you're trading different values, and you're trying to be the most efficient to buy and acquire these victory point cards, which I don't even know thematically what they even call them. Uh, They just call them point cards. That's funny. (laughs) So you're trying to acquire these point cards with spices uh, such as saffron and turmeric and um, I'm serious. That's what they're named in the base game. Yeah. And in, in Century Golem Edition, apparently we're collecting these soul crystals made from humans from centuries ago and we're trying to trade these crystals in to build golems these giant big rock things that need souls. Things? That, yeah, that don't have
1: souls. So that's why you're trying to get these crystals.
0: Sure. I'm sure there's some kind of lore there or something or other. Either way, that's what you're doing. And you're going to be doing this by trading crystals into other crystals. There's uh, four different colors of crystals, all with different values or tiering. Some are pinks are the highest and yellows are the lowest, for example. And so these, you're going to be having these cards in your hand and you're going to be playing them to trade. You know, yellows for greens, greens for blues and pinks and whatnot. And then you're going to be trying to gain these crystals to then trade in and build these golems. These golems are random. There's a, there's kind of a display of them. And you're trading in those crystals for a, a preset listed on the card. And then you get the victory points listed on it. And then basically that's all you do. We just keep going around the table until somebody gets their... Certain amount of victory point cards, and and that's a game. So, Chris, we played this a couple times. I yeah. I think we're we're going back and forth trying to remember if when I got this at Gen Con years ago, if you had played or not. Still, can you remember if you did or not? I, I don't remember. I, I,
1: I think I did. I remember. I remember playing the couple versions. We played one this summer, and then back in 2017 when it first came out um playing it both so yeah it's i'm trying to remember the spice versus the golem <laughs> and all the I, know. Days and stuff. So uh, I, I, I played it <laughs> one version or another i played it so chris
0: as you we unbox this game and we started playing and trying to explain it what were your like initial thoughts when you saw the game when we started playing it even just learning the game and then the first couple first couple turns
1: Oh, there's, uh, I, I liked the, the, the box setting. that it came in, uh, once you start pulling it, it was all organized, nice and neat. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, we start pulling out and, uh, I, I came there and met, uh, met, met you, uh, uh, at the table and you you were starting to pull the cards out and everything's organized, nice and neat. Um fits all well in the box uh the nice rule book i i mean I, I the art on it uh there's there's so many pluses on this it's it's a small uh footprint type game uh there's a few components to it but it isn't elaborate, so setup time really wasn't uh, wasn't much. Uh, but the, the things looked really good in it, so I was I was very impressed. to Start pulling things out of this, and yeah, just initial impression is like, wow, this is this is a good looking game.
0: But it doesn't look overly complicated. No,
1: no, right.
0: That's that's the thing with some of these games. You you pulled out or you come to the table and you're like, whoa, there's so many things. What's this? What's that? What's this? That kind of game, when you come to the table, makes it really hard, I, I yeah. think, and approachable for newer players. But this game, since there isn't really a lot to it, but it's kind of shiny, yeah. it is an easier and what I would think a more approachable game. Even though some games are fairly approachable, but like a game like Splendor, when you see that setup, there's a lot more that feels like that's going on. When it's set up, than this game, but in reality, both games play pretty much the same. Um, This one plays better, Uh, but (laughs) (laughs) but I I think I agree. The initial thought when I pulled this game out was like, "Whoa, those crystals—they're like nice plastic and irregular, but the colors are bright. Right? Those yellows, the green, the blue, the pink—just bright and colorful. Then the coins. There's actual real metal coins, and this is not. There's no like deluxe version. Even Century Spice Road comes with metal coins. That was a nice touch. Right. And yeah, as soon as you opened the box and started pulling things out, you could easily
1: tell how to organize things without even looking at the book. Okay, these go uh, in a pile. These go in a pile. These cards are different. They go here. So it, it made a lot of sense pulling things out and just gathering them together on the table. Without even yeah. reading the rules yet, I'm like, oh, okay. We got to set the cards this way, and we got to set uh, these coins over these cards. That's basically it. Once you read the rules for setup, everything else you pull out, and you can intuitively uh, set it up.
0: And then, so when you when we get the game out, looking at the I'll use rule book in parentheses here because yeah. it's really a sheet. It's, it's like a, a It's a two-sided. It's, yeah, it's a yeah. thick cardboard. It's pretty it's, yeah. small. Yeah, it's
1: not a piece of paper. It's not even eight and a half by eleven inch uh, sheet of paper. It's smaller and it seems it's thicker type cardboard. Cardstock type. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I read the rules and shared it. Apparently didn't read it close <laughs> enough here. We'll talk about. Uh, but even looking at the rule book, you know, I kind of showed you as we talked through it. Again, I keep calling it a rule book. Pretty easy. Initial impression. Pretty straightforward. Easy to learn, I would say. Absolutely. I agree with you. All right. So uh after initial setup, easy. Learning it was easy. First couple game, so even learning it, did you feel like you had a good handle on the game from the very beginning, or was it one of those that you needed a couple turns to see everybody playing before you understood how it played? No, yeah. honestly, uh, easy handle of what
1: was going on. Yes, a couple turns of what type of cards maybe flipped up after we replaced them, and that comes with any gameplay of learning that type of stuff. But from from, uh, f- f- I, I ended up being the first player. And having the ability just to start myself, once we talked about it, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm planning a couple turns ahead. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm working for. And no, it was really, I thought, really easy to pick
0: up. I, I completely agree. It, it's one of those games where it wasn't confusing as you read. Oh, you have these four actions. Okay, this makes sense. Really easy. Just snaps into place. So you can see how everything relates to each other. Not complicated. Not really confusing. And, you know, I played this at various player counts. I think you, we we played two player. I played three player. I played four player. I think I've played five players, which five can get a little long. But at all player counts, it plays really well. It's quick. Yeah. And that was my first initial impression. You get one action on your turn yeah sometimes it's just picking up all your cards like the rest action so you're playing your hand and they stay on the table until you take a rest action which is really forfeiting a turn that's really quick the person to the right of you that does a rest it's like all right my turn there's no more hey whose turn is it uh are are you done are you done yeah well they take an action you know they're done they only have one action i'm really enjoying games that have that one action type turn it just makes the game flow. Yeah,
1: because there was times where you would uh, do some conversions of, of the gems and play that action card. And by the time you're picking up and organizing, before you even got the stuff uh, put into the bins and pulled the crystals out, I'm like, oh, I'm doing this, boom, uh, we're, and it was already your turn again. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those yeah. things that it can be quick play, really quick uh, play.
0: Our two-player game today, what was it, 20 yeah, minutes? Yeah, it was 20 minutes or just
1: slightly under 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. And it would I didn't even feel rushed. No, I was just no we were
1: I just knew what I was gonna do. Once you did it, I looked at mine, boom, I did it. And then it was your turn again. And then you did it, and it was my did it. And then, yeah. It's it's a game where you can plan ahead a couple turns to try to work for something, get it get that mechanism going. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And then this week I played with Corey and Josh. We taught Josh to play. Oh, nice at work and it was a 36 or 38 minute game i think and that was a new game for him teaching completely and scoring and the whole thing 38 minutes for three players super fast and and again we weren't really rushing per se now josh did say a few times that he he wasn't trying to sit there for five minutes and think he was just hey i think this is the best action but he felt like maybe he would want to think about it a little longer but he self admits that sometimes he does overthink or kind of wants extra right. time to think and and so that you know it, it could be analysis paralysis here because when you get towards a late game... And now, our strategies is different a little bit, but I had a mittful full of cards. And I had probably like 10, 12 cards. And all these have completely different conversions. I have yellows to whatever and greens to whatever and blues and pinks and all these different combinations. And I know I need t- two pinks and a blue to get that Golem card. What's the best way of doing that? I could sit here and think through five or six different ways to do it in my hand and try to figure out the most efficient. So yeah, you could have somebody sitting there for five minutes trying to think that, but it's one of those games that just lends itself to quick, 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 quick play. It actually kind of feels feels good when you get into that groove and you're just playing this and taking that and playing this and taking that. Uh, that's how most games go. Uh, now, we're more just... It does kind of feel like we're just sitting there playing at the same table, playing the same game, but not necessarily talking or interacting a whole lot. Is that what you kind of felt? Yeah, this? Th-
1: there is minimal player interaction. That was a, a weakness, I, I, I thought, a dislike. Um, there's, I mean, the minimal action that I could think of is just maybe me taking a card um, or working towards a point card that you may have wanted that that's about it but really uh there's there's no there's definitely no take that in this uh this type of game but there's minimal what you do it really um doesn't affect me a lot unless we just happen to be going for that one same card so sure yeah yeah
0: or or acquiring one of the trade cards right that's exactly yep There's six of them out there, and you're like, ooh, I want that. And then suddenly on my turn, I take it, which did happen. That's always going to happen in this game. Uh, But that deck's so big, it never rarely runs out. I think on a five-player game, it gets close or will run out, depending on how the flow goes. And every game I play, I've seen people stock up on a lot of those trade cards, and then you start playing crystals. I've seen that where everybody's first five, six turns are g- grabbing cards and then playing crystals. Oh, yeah. And then I've had games like yours where you only grabbed one or two cards and just started going for it and got a couple cards early. And I'm trying to build up a, a engine in my hand of cards that are going to work efficiently. Um, so I've seen all types of games, and so it just kind of depends. Uh, but that's about the only interaction. You kind of have to keep an eye on everybody. You're like, okay, oh, he's going for three pinks? Oh, he's grab- trying to go for that four pink card, isn't he? You <laughs> yeah. know? that's about the interaction um uh, and right. really the interactivity is just you're not necessarily staring and having to like watch everybody's caravan and cards you're more just keeping an eye on them and seeing what they're doing and that's about it so the game's flown really well i th- i think it once you get in a groove y- you pretty much know once you get going what you need to do or what you want to do there's going to be some options you have to make but there is some strategy there i th- i think being the most efficient at trading those gems or spices is going to pay off and that's who the winner is going to truly be there's not a whole lot of luck to this game there is a lot of strategy and then how fast you can get those trades going i think that's who the winner is and and kind of playing to the strengths that comes out because that row and cards are get shuffled and you're never going to see the whole deck every game so every game feels different because of the trade cards and the golem cards that come out that is true so as you wrap up the game, the game ends. Uh the scoring. I, I thought the scoring was pretty straightforward, fairly easy. You add up your point cards, uh those coins which are going over the slots on the leftmost, because all the golem point cards shift. So the oldest ones are on the very left. So those coins give you your bonus points. And then you get bonus points for your crystals. That's yeah. pretty easy scoring.
1: Yeah, really, it is. Easy, easy math in your head. Or use or your calculator. Phone. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. use your phone calculator.
0: <laughs> uh, but that's basically the game. Now, did I miss anything? Like anything? Other thoughts as, as you're playing the game, like any feelings, thoughts that, like, ooh, maybe this is lacking, or maybe, hey, this is really cool, uh, that kind of hit you as you're playing the game? Yeah,
1: like I said, well, I really liked in this, the Golem edition, I liked the components. Uh, the crystals are really cool. The cards are oversized cards, they're not your, your, uh, uh your Hoy- Hoyle type set of cards they're bigger so in this type of game I really like that because there's so much interaction of uh, picking up the cards and playing them and, and then going after the point cards having them oversized really really uh, made a difference yeah that, in my that mind that tarot yep. size yeah, taro type say. size yeah exactly and the the storage box was awesome the metal coins were great you we talked about the components the just the art on the cards and everything the feel the immersion and just the, every other little bit of gameplay. I love that little extra step when they make a custom insert that kind of fits. Even though it was mm-hmm. that plastic type, but it held everything nice and neat. Um, then the yeah. the crystals are great. Uh, the coins oh, are great. Fantastic. The cards are great. The feel of the cards. Then the look of the cards. All that stuff. To me, that, that makes a, a really good game when it's visually and tactile um, enjoyable to, to to see and feel. And then... It, the gameplay is good too, as well. So, yeah.
0: yeah. And, and even on the components, the crystals come in these like white little triangle Yeah. Bins.
1: Stories bins. Yeah. So
0: you just pull them out of the box and then just lay them out in order. Yeah. And You don't even have to take the crystals out. Yeah. And then when you're done, everybody puts the crystals back in. And then those boxes go together and it makes, uh, yeah. goes back a, to octagon or I don't know. I don't know how many sides, but they all go back in together and there's a lid that then goes over all four of them. Fantastic. Yeah. Chris, you haven't necessarily seen the card, the pictures of the Century Spice Road. Here, I'm no. showing you some of the. You, you can kind of see the artwork's pretty good on the Century Spice Road. Right. It's a different theme. It's not fantasy, but as you notice, I'm looking at these cards. There's maybe a dozen or two dozen unique pictures, artwork right. on these cards. Oh, yeah. L- like, look at this. These are two different cards that have the same artwork. On the Golm edition, there isn't. A duplicated artwork card. I don't believe. I don't remember ever thinking. Oh, those are the same picture. But the Century Spice The whole deck's basically four or five different pictures. Looking at right.
1: It. And there's no words on these cards. There's they're, no. They're it's in, all symbolic. Yep, it's all symbology. Yep. Uh, yep. Easy one to other thing.
0: Sure. One other thing I just thought of is uh, color blindness. Do you think that green, blue, yellow would be mm. hard to tell if you're colorblind?
1: Question. One thing I didn't look is the shape of the crystals. Now, or, all all, the or or yeah, are, the crystals are the same. Are they put on the card the same? So is the pink rotated the same direction as the yellow, the blue, and green? So that's yes, they okay. are. Well, then never mind. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> you <Yeah.
0: laughs> yeah. trying to give a bit of a doubt. No.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just
0: a minor concern there. You, I, you yeah. know, I don't know. It's hard to tell. There's so many different kinds of colorblindness, but right. I could see maybe the blue and green might get a little tricky. The pink's a pink. It's not a red. Yeah. Uh, but even the Spice Road has brown and yellow and red and green, Ooh. and the brown's a little harder to see, I think. But uh, The Century Spice Road actually comes with cups, though, plastic cups that the spices go into um, instead of those little bins, the plastic bins, um, which is kind of cool. But you can't really keep the – at least I haven't figured a way to keep the spice, like the cubes, wooden cubes in the box without them oh, spilling all yeah, over. that's true. Um, so it is what it is. But it's nice that the are four nice uh, – bowls that sit flat plastic bowls that sit flat on the table that you can just line them up and it's very in theme right you have these big bowls of spices it's kind of like what you think of when you see those old-timey and old-timey pictures like the movies basically there's no pictures from back in the- <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of years ago you know what i mean yeah anyway we're gonna move on from that but uh, so uh so let's go ahead and move on that kind of we kind of went through the game and how we felt as we played it let's wrap this up then let's talk about the strengths and weaknesses so chris what were your strengths that you'd give this for this game
1: yeah the, i i mentioned uh, the custom storage box love that the the big cards i uh, really like the the feel and the look of them great art but now the rule book i really like a, a simple organized structured rule book that you don't have to flip through many pages or anything this was front and back like i said it was smaller than an eight. half by 11 inch piece of paper but it's thick cardboard nice you hold it up and it's firm it doesn't bend great graphics on it great organization on it yeah i love that and then in this, there's lots of decisions to make. So you can go this route. You took different routes. I took the shorter quicker, trying to get these smaller cards and smaller combination engine building going. And you did a little longer one. So there's many different ways. And you can play this game uh, many times and play it differently every single time. Going with the Oh, yeah. Because you yeah, get yep. completely oh different trade yep. cards coming yep. out. Yep absolutely so
0: those were someti- some of my some games yep. oh yeah sorry i didn't mean because oh, me. some games i played were pinks really hard to get yeah. or really easy to get you don't know and then the golem cards could have a lot of pink or not a lot of pink it's just it's all over the board and you kind of have to play to the game absolutely uh yeah i'm gonna echo probably a lot what you said easy rules the whole front side is just setup and explanation of the setup and, and the kind of the overview of the game the whole back side is actually how the game plays yeah and it's it's segmented really nicely it's like hey you can do one action here's your actions and then here's how the game triggers and this is how you score that simple it's really well done i think for a new person this is my another strength this is a great game for new people to the game uh this should be a gateway game this this splendor good and all but this game gives the same feel as Splendor, but I like this one much better. There's a lot more decisions, there's a little more replayability and variability, and the components are better. Now, those Splendor, I'm not going to lie, those uh, poker chips are really nice. They come with Splendor. Oh, nice. uh, but those are nice, those are small cards in that game. This is big cards. I like this much better than Splendor. So, hey, anybody out there that's listening, if you like really like Splendor, but maybe you got a little old, check out Century. This game, it just takes it to just a smaller level, but so much more fun. Quick gameplay. I like it. Doesn't drag on. Perfect time amount for newer people, but also people who play a lot of games. Yeah. It kind of hits both, it hits it both, but it's not going to be an hour, hour and a half game unless you play with Scott. Uh, strategic decisions. Uh, sorry, Scott. Shots fired. Me Shots fired. No, he, he knows, he knows he likes to think it. We're playing at lunch. It, we give him a hard time about it. I know he doesn't take it personally, but we've, I played this game with him and the game has taken a lot longer, but playing with them anyway, that's neither here nor there strategic decisions. I agree. Game variability. Every game's going to feel a little different. Even who you play with and how they play can completely impact the game. Um, So it's nice. There's different ways to play it. And then components, I'm just going to echo you. Components are top notch for just not having a, a deluxe versus standard edition. Just be really good components that look really good on the table. Nice table presence. That's fantastic. Especially alluring newer people into the hobby. This is a perfect game to do it. Great table presence, easy rules, fun to play. All right. Weaknesses, Chris. This was a little harder, I think, for both of us to come up with. But what were your weaknesses for this game? Yeah. I talked
1: about uh, the decisions could lead to analysis paralysis with players who, who maybe want to try to optimize their decisions every round. Sometimes oh. you just have to go. Yeah. So if you're going to think about, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? I mean, I played it where I'm strategizing two, three rounds ahead. So I'm going to do this and go, I'm going to do this and go, I'm working towards this goal. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this and go. And then if you did something that changed it, that I adjusted, but it's one of those where you you really just got to make a decision but if if you're a type of person or you play with the type of people that sit there and try to analyze all 20 different strategic paths you can do um it, it'll be a long game
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true yeah. It, it's very true and it'd be when you have a mitt full of cards and trying to figure out the best right. way to convert it's hard you could sit there for 5 minutes and cuz there's so many options to get there and that's right part of it. Yeah, uh, I actually, uh,
1: I picked up a couple cards to get some gems on them and stuff, and I never used the cards. I just rested, <laughs> and, and when I got my main ones, that I wanted to go down that path. So, yeah, yeah. so it's one of those but, things. But
0: getting those gems were way more efficient oh, than playing absolutely. your other cards. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. For me, a weakness is multiple versions of this game, it, it just leads to confusion. So, if I recommend this game to a newer person and say, hey, Century Spice Road, or Century Golm Edition, them going out and trying to search for that game might be a little confusing because you see, oh, all these different versions. And even the second and third game in this series are Century blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so with the Golem ones thrown in, there's like six different names to Century game, which is kind of confusing if I was more of a casual player or getting into it or played it. Hey, I played it at Chris's house. I really like this. I'm going to go pick it up. You search it on Amazon. Might be a little confusing to figure out. You might not buy the right one. Not that the other games are bad. All of them are actually really good. Uh, but you you get what I'm saying. You yeah. you could be disappointed. So that's the only thing is the multiple versions, but at the same time, the Golm edition. I'm glad they came out the version because it is so much better. It's the same price as Century Spice, but just better theme. Uh and those crystals are way cooler than small like wooden cubes. Yeah. Uh and then uh rule mistakes. So uh, I'm kind of lumping in the other Century Golem edition as well as this. They, they kind of copy and pasted some of the rules from Century Spice World, which I I, I get, right? They perfected those rules, they're right. But in, in some cases, they actually left in uh, references to spice and oh, of yeah. crystal. Uh. They noticed that. Whoops. Yep. Uh, the same thing happened in Eastern Wonders because uh, both of the versions I bought were the first edition that just came out. Uh, I believe they fixed it because I've seen posts that they fixed it, but it's just funny that uh, they just basically copy and pasted and then missed a couple spots. Uh, the other thing with the rules is the whole silver copper thing. Uh, the silver coins are worth one point, according to the rule books, and copper's three points, which is c- kind of confusing. doesn't make sense. It's a little backwards in my mind, so I always switch them. Uh, don't tell anybody. It's my only house rule. Uh, but uh, the Century Spice Road actually comes with gold and silver, which the gold is three points, and silver is one point, which makes a lot of sense. My theory is that they when they went to produce it, they didn't have the gold coins, so they got the copper, and then they just left it the same as it was the Century Spice Road. I, that's my theory, and I'm holding to it, but I switched around just to make sense. And I think you had, uh, what was your last weakness there, Chris? One of my last weaknesses is
1: that minimal player interaction. So yeah. sometimes it felt like it's, uh, it's a single-player game you're playing. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those mm-hmm. things that when uh, two players, like I go, you go, I go, you go, I was going after this, there's enough cards cards where that's i was go after this and you weren't going after it you could tell oh you're going to go after this and and so you could easily adjust yeah now i could see with three four five players there's going to be more player interaction in that aspect but on a two-player version it's a it's minimal player interaction uh so that's that's to me, again, I go play games to interact with people and that kind of aspect. So in more player counts, there's more interaction. But in the two-player that we played, there there was uh, minimal. It's just I was playing a game and you were playing a game kind of bit.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you hit on it because it may or may not sway some uh- – Persuade some people. Every has different tastes, but definitely minimal player interaction. But you know, if it's not a big deal, it's not going to be a big deal. But if that's a big deal for you, it might not feel as enjoyable. But I think it's such a quick enough game, and it's really fun that it kind of some of these weaknesses are just to have a weakness here. It's minimal.
1: It's it's (laughs) there, but does it make a big difference? Yeah. Uh,
0: I think we gave a good overview. Uh, Got to talk in here with you. I think we both really like it. So where would you pinpoint this then, or some? this into a statement what would be your conclusion yeah this this is an excellent game
1: this is a game i would always want to play this is a game i'm going to introduce to jamie and it's still in our shrink wrap so it'll be one of those i'm pulling off the shelf probably this weekend and uh teaching her and maybe grab a couple kids in and to play but it this mm-hmm. is an excellent game this is one i'd, I'd always want to play you, you say hey let's go uh, century spice road the golem edition is what i have hey we're gonna play that easily set up easily play easily tear down you know 45 minutes total of everything that's pulling it out teaching somebody how to play playing it and putting it away so to me, that's a win-win situation when you have games like that on your shelf. So, I I, I like this game, very excellent game.
0: Yeah, great family yep. game for sure. Um, uh, you know, I'm gonna give it. I see, I'm teetering between excellent and outstanding Ooh, here. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna go with excellent. I'm gonna uh, excellent. Always want to play. I agree with you. This is just a game. I just it keeps hitting my table for the last three years since I've gotten it. it hits my table all the time. I this is probably one of my most played games and every time i played i walk away thinking man why do i play this more uh the only reason i wouldn't give it outstanding is because the second and third game in the the series those are really good too and and in fact each one kind of ups the level of strategy and complexity that that sometimes it's nice to go back to the card form while the second one, the second one's so cool. You have boats that you're going around with. And so instead of cards to trade in, there's spaces that you build and you have a boat and you are going to those ports to turn in. The, oh, so yeah. good, guys. So good. So uh, I'm going to say excellent. Always want to play. I'm going to leave off this gameplay as one last note here, because right before the recording, as Chris and I are discussing this game, I found out we've been playing this game not correctly <laughs> Uh, it. I mean, it's just an addendum. We've been playing it right. The only thing is, is when you use those trade cards, i.e. I have a card that says trade two yellows for two greens. That's one of the cards in the game. The rules actually say that you can use that card multiple times on your turn. So, for example, if I actually had four yellows, I could use that card two times. Thus, I would be able to trade in four yellows to get four greens in my example, because it's a two yellows, two green on, print on the card, but you can actually multiply it uh, two three four times as long as you have time and space because you have a you have a limit of 10 crystals on your sheet uh, that could change the gameplay now we were talking and discussing our gameplay today yeah. as that was the most recent I was thinking I was thinking between you didn't really have a situation where nope. that could apply to. I did Yep. there was only one time or two times i could have thought of where that could have helped me but i had so many cards i got to the same effect probably in the same amount of time uh but something to note that that could change future gameplay especially on a five player game i think that could really affect it oh yeah Uh, because you get less of those trading cards and you kind of need to be more efficient with them if that makes sense uh but uh, I know Corey listens to the podcast. I think you'll find that entertaining because he's played this game a lot and really loves it. And then the last thing I, I mentioned at the top of this game, if you do get this game, definitely look into the second or third game. If you go with the Spice, like I was talking about, you'll want to stick with the Spice versions of the second and third. If you go with the Golem, go with the Golem first and second game. The Golem third is coming out this year because you can combine these games. This is the really yeah, cool look of this game. i forward to that. Is you in the second game it comes with rules to play the second game by itself or play the second and first game together and the third game there's rules for just the third game but there's rules for first and third rules for second and third and then rules for first second and third game combined for a huge epic game and it's interesting each game has the same idea of the same spices or crystals it's, and the trading and then turning them in. However, they do them all different ways. The first game's cards. The second game is you literally have a boat that's going through the ocean and you're going to these ports and ocean tiles for your trading and then the ports to turn in. And then the third game's a worker placement where you have workers that you place on spots that allow you to do the trading. And then the combined ones bring in the cards, bring in the boats, bring in the worker placement for this epic game or variations of which. So... Just throwing that out there at the very end. If this is something you're looking into or you're going to buy, just keep in mind, stay consistent with the versions so you can play them together in uh, a cool way. And you buy three games and you get what? How many different games do you get? You get seven games by buying all three. Brian's holding
1: up his fingers right now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to cut all that dead space in me counting and it'd be like yeah I just pulled that on my head because I totally could do that math in my head I'm sure there's some it's kind what of formula fingers are for exactly exactly. <laughs> so I just want to th- this is a little different how I throw in this extra round. I just want to throw that out there so if this has really piqued your interest uh, definitely look into it but just keep those things in mind I highly recommend Golem though yep. I mean even though the third one's now but I mean the third one's coming out in what seven yep. months gen con this august exactly yep.
1: yeah and for those keeping score at home i did win today's game with 70 points to brian 65 so it was a close struggle
0: it's true yep. and the uh, game early in the week with uh, Corey, josh and i i think i had 80 josh had 81 and Corey had 88 so just really close games but it's just a tight game. But yes, you, you did win for taking score home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a nice little <laughs> app to home. put in there, the
1: BG stats.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is our game review for the week. All right. This week's love and hate. Chris, what's your love this week? Uh, Kansas City Chiefs playing in the Super Bowl. Oh, yes.
1: game yeah, That's excited. So it's been fifty years since the Chiefs oh, made it. And they neither of us were so close even last alive. Year. I know. I know. So close last year had that D Ford penalty. Yeah, exactly. There was
0: that interception. Yeah,
1: there was a few things that that they shot themselves in the foot. They could have made it last year, but uh, new team, new uh, yeah, different direction. Uh, Yeah, they're back. So loving it, loving it, looking forward to. Got some already. Got the food. I I love chicken wings. So I got some actually chicken tripe fingers. A little. Asian zing sauce. Ooh, I'm going to air fry them up. Got carrots and oh. celery, ranch dressing. Jamie's making some some various dips, and we're going to figure out. We don't have plans yet. We, we've got the food organized, but we don't know. what <laughs> We're probably just going to watch it at, at her house. And Oh, no, she doesn't have uh, antenna, So my house probably with the Fox uh, local channel and stuff. So, yeah, looking forward to the Kansas City Chiefs playing the San Francisco 49ers. Go Chiefs.
0: Yeah, go Chiefs, and then we'll be texting through the whole game. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, we were talking about having a Super Bowl party. It's just so hard. Yeah, it's so it's, late, and then yeah. having a six year old that go to that's it. Kids, the next things day. like that. And yep, yep, yep. Uh, it's just it, even having people over. There's no way you'd go to sleep. Uh, you know, I got to work is, the next but, morning early. So yeah, oh exactly. yeah, we <laughs> both have to. Yeah, we're huge Chiefs fans, and just the amount of years of just watching them blow it in the playoffs. Yep. Oh my yep. word. Be the and then, be the
1: first seed and lose to the wild card, Yeah, exactly that kind of stuff.
0: And then just being in the same division as the Broncos never helped. Also, no. freaking Broncos, yeah, boo, yeah, that's you, Corey. Yeah, that's Corey. I'm glad team. your Broncos suck this year. No, I'm <laughs> They're gonna suck for a couple years. <laughs> uh, it was it was it was always the Broncos, the Colts, or the Patriots. I know. Gosh, those three teams. So no, it's really exciting. I when we won that game, I think I texted yeah, you. I don't yep. know if you. Had, yep, we I texted. was so excited. It was just, it was, it was just surreal. It's one of those things, you know, being a huge football fan. And just, I know it sounds stupid, but even being like a teenager, and just always wanting that, you know, just the heartbreaks, and for all these years following him, and finally, it was just, it was kind of surreal. Like, is this actually happening? I know. I, I kind of. I, I kind of understand how the Cubs and Royal fans were feeling, uh, you know, a couple years ago. So hopefully, so we're recording this obviously the week be- uh, of the Super Bowl. This comes out the day after the Super Bowl. I sure hope they win. So you obviously listening this, and uh, future Chris and Brian listening to this, obviously know who won the Super Bowl. I sure hope we win. Mahomes is the MVP. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that uh, they light up the Forty Nineers D. Oh man, I hope so too. Did you hear the 49ers uh one guy who was saying that Mahomes should get injured? You remember that? Did you hear that this week?
1: No, I didn't hear that. I stay away it's from that stupid. banter talk because it it's yeah. But that's, it's gross. it is gross. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So my love, uh going off football. we could talk cheese. I'm just so excited. And it's my it's my birthday tomorrow. Yeah, so it's happy birthday, this Brian. is the 29th, and uh, I think I talked on this last week for uh birthday surprises. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna tie this into our my, my love, but how awesome would that be that they win on the week of my the cheese? That'd be pretty sweet. Epic. That'd be the best birthday gift. Anyway, so birthday, we talked about this last week. Emily was doing crazy birthday surprises and scheduling. So uh this this week, Emily's like, hey, right uh right before supper, hey, pick out a uh, one of these bags. I'm like, oh, okay. So I pick it out and pull out a game and I see Concordia Ooh, in it, yes. and shrink wrap, and I'm like, wait. Emily, we already own this and then I realized she took one of the games off our shelves that was already in sh- been in shrink wrap for like over a year and packaged it as nice. a gift. <laughs> Wonderful. That's a great idea. Good job, Em. Nice. Well, before we started doing it, she's like, "Okay, but when we do this, you have to promise you have to do what it says or play the game or whatever." I'm like, "Oh, okay, not understanding what she was referencing." Um <laughs> Turns out she repackaged games on her from our shelves that I didn't even recognize, which also goes back to one of the goals that maybe I have too many games that I haven't played. I didn't even notice that there was games missing. Uh, So after I opened up Concordia and we played it later, I was looking on the shelves. I'm like, wait, there's a gap here and here. She's like, yeah, but I bet you don't know what games they are. I'm like, no, I I don't know what games were going there. So there's some other games she repackaged. But anyway, so all I have to say my love this week is Concordia. Uh, one of those games that I've heard so many people rave and talk about. And I bought it uh, yep. 2018 Black Friday. Yep. So Me too. And it's still, it was still in shrink in, until a couple days ago. And I think you got it at the same time. Yeah,
1: didn't you? I did get it, but mine's still in shrink wrap. So.
0: Yeah, mine was too. Um. Until I played it, and oh my word, Chris, I've this heard. game is so yeah, good. I've heard
1: good things about it.
0: Oh, it is so good. Uh, it has one of my favorite gameplay mechanics, the whole you play cards from your hand and they go down and discard, and you don't get them back until you play another card that refreshes or rests, and so you can get all the cards back oh, into yeah. your hand um i really like that gameplay mechanic because everybody starts off on the same foot right everybody has the same cards everybody has the same advantage or the same odds and it really comes down to then how you play it at the right times and there's some player interaction because it's area control type game so essentially it's this big map of europe Or Italy if you play the two or three player. There's all these towns that are randomized and they they produce different goods. So you might have food or brick or wood or whatnot. And you have different colonists. You have the guys that go on the water. So there's water lanes. Uh, It kind of looks like Ticket to Ride a little bit with all the dotted lines. But uh, you move your ships along or you move your dudes on land. And they go in between the cities and then... Uh, again all these cards allow you to move and build cities on these locations Uh, you have some cards that allow you to activate regions so in the top left of the board are all the regions with these icons which show the goods and you can activate them with one of your action cards and flip it and it activates a whole region so anybody who has a city built in the that region you activate them all and get the resources that your cities are built on so it kind of kind of reminds me of like Settlers of Catan or Catan, Mm -hmm. where if you have a city adjacent to a wheat and wheat activates, you get the wheat, right? And same idea. So there might be multiple cities. And if you have a a city on the wheat and the cloth, then you get cloth when you activate that region. And essentially, you're trying to build all your cities across the whole Europe. So you're kind of expanding out. And then there's cards you can buy. so you can kind of build up your deck so you can upgrade it with better cards. You can upgrade it with some new cards that give you special uh, points at the end of the game. And then the scoring is really unique in this game. This is where I really kind of sealed the deal for me that this was unique because all that up to that is kind of done in all different types of games. Nothing terribly unique, but just kind of cool how they package together and the components on this game are great. Uh, But the really cool thing with the scoring is on the bottom of all the cards, it has one of the Olympic gods. So like Mars and Jupiter and so on and so forth. And the really neat thing is each one of those gods score a little differently. So one of the gods may be that you count up how many regions have one of your cities in it. So there's 13 regions. Let's say I have 10 regions with a city in it. Well, I get 10 points. Well, you get 10 points times how many of those cards of that god that scores that. So I think it's Mars. This is off the top of my head. Maybe let's just say Mars. I don't think it is. But let's say Mars gives you the scoring for the regions, and I have three Mars cards at the end of the game. I would get 30 points for those cards. Uh, one of the other ones is every uh colonists on the board Uh, so you there's ways to get more colonists out because you start with two on the board and you can get four more out so you get victory two victory points per colonist for example and again that card's a little more common and then you multiply it so you get these really interesting multipliers and then there's some specialty cards where you get points or like three or four victory points for every city that has that resource so it might be you get three victory points for every city that's in a food for example and so there's all this kind of unique scoring and so throughout the game you can buy those cards to kind of maybe stack a bunch in Mars and really try for building cities in every region that's a valid strategy because you can get tons of victory points because every one of those cards ends up being like 13 or 14 points or whatever Um, so really unique but at the same time those cards really help with the variability in your hand because they're upgraded actions Uh, there's cool cards where you can copy your your another player's last card played there's some really unique mechanics all this isn't really unique per se right but you package it all together and it's a really really solid game and it plays really well at two players chris um really really well at two players i've
1: really heard that Uh, yeah i've got this game it i've Read so much good things about it. Looking forward to unwrapping the shrink wrap, pulling it off, and playing sometime soon.
0: I highly suggest it as one of your pulling the shrink oh, wrap off. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those games, though, it's like a euro that can look a little overwhelming. There's a lot of pieces to the game. It looks and feels overwhelming, but when you start to play it, there's only maybe 10 unique actions and in your starting deck there's like five unique actions so you teach the unique actions and then you explain the ones that come out it's really actually not terribly difficult it's just one of those that appear to be very difficult but there's tons of strategy and variability because the whole board is variable all the cities that come out are all randomly placed on there because they're tokens all the uh, cards that come out are shuffled up and they're tiered out and so they're they're distributed so you might not um so you're always going to see all the tier 1 cards before you see the tier 2 and tier 3 and so on and so it guarantees some balance between the tiers if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Um so it's nice with just the balancing. There's not a whole lot of randomness per se, just more strategy and it's just oh my word, I cannot say enough words about this game. This Concordia probably jumped to my top Oh, nice. Maybe top 15, top 10 type of game. It is really, really good. Really fun. Um, and Emily and I, in a two-player game, we a learning game, that is, and playing it completely through and scoring it, took an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah, not bad at all. So anyway, that was my love this week. Concordia, I just I can't say enough of good things. The hype, it really lived up with the hype. It's just one of those games, though, the box art's not great looking and it's kind of euro so everything's kind of like tannish brownish you know hues to the whole game so it's like okay this looks okay but man it plays solid it's a lot of fun all right i gushed on about concordia for long enough so uh hate my hate is reluctance to new things so uh this is just kind of an extension to things i was seeing especially with the dark tower uh return the dark tower kickstarter we were talking about a couple weeks ago just the amount of people that won't even give this game a chance I know it's expensive and I, I totally recognize it recognize that but their sole reason for not even being interested in it is because there's an app oh my word that just drives me crazy even Manchester madness I've heard that with all the, basically you name the game if it has an app that's required everybody would say oh it's instant pass because it has an app it's just the reluctance to try new things I and their reasoning for it is just silly i it just bothers me it's just like hey try it there's a reason why it's there there's a reason why other people like it they're good games and offers a unique experience just try it what are you gonna do it's just people being people yeah. you know how it is it's the same thing with people not wanting to ever play a legacy game because they're hesitant to rip things up you know that kind of thing yeah sorry chris it happens no, although, although I think you've you've kind of come along further. I, I know when I first like read Risk Legacy when I got it, like I was like, what? I have to rip stuff up. That, that just felt icky, yeah, like it, dirty y- to do yep. that. I, yeah, I understand that feeling. But part of that was like early on, I didn't have a whole lot of board games and I didn't have a huge budget and I didn't buy a lot of board games. So the feeling that, hey, I just bought this kind of expensive game and now I have to rip stuff up kind of felt well that kind of stinks but now that I've played so many games it's like eh whatever I'll just rip and mark stuff up what are you gonna do like in Risk Legacy when Andy named North America South America North I mean what are you gonna do (laughs) so now that game forever for all the playthroughs now North America is called South America North thank you Andy for that that was brilliant uh but you just got to live with it I guess (laughs) And if he conquer if he wins again, he wants to name South America, North America, South. It's just, uh it's Andy for you. That's so, funny. Anyway, all right. That's my hate. What's your hate this week, Chris? My hate is the cold and flu season.
1: Oh my gosh, we were playing the game this afternoon, and I went back to my desk, I had a meeting, and things to get back, and oh, it started hitting me. Uh, Hot head flashes, cold chills, body aches. So. Uh, that's where I'm at right now. Oh, it's not oh, good. Man. Not good. It's been, I've been fighting it since, uh, doing really good about staying healthy all season. And now towards the end of January, this is my first. So I took some medicine, took a nice hot bath after wrestling practice tonight. And so we'll see, uh we'll see. Hopefully, uh, that helps and going to bed after we record here, get some rest. Yeah. And yeah. pounding the I, the
0: waters and fluids. That's always good. I mean yeah. that's the number one way to do it, I yeah, think. Yeah. I thankfully I wasn't eating when we were playing and I washed my hands afterwards. Yes, we didn't we didn't cuddle, so we weren't sitting on
1: the same side of the the, the booth when we played or we weren't holding hands or anything, so I think you're good. I wasn't sneezing or I didn't have any of that type of symptoms, so it's all yeah,
0: good. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm safe, but I'm kind of a germaphobe a little bit, just a little bit. Just bathe
1: in the hand wash. Just bathe in the hand wash.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. That was probably the worst hate we've ever had because cold and flu season sucks yeah and it's here yeah unfortunately and you're around a bunch of kids that probably doesn't help either oh gosh and there's (laughs) so many
1: that's been sick from school and missing this and there's yeah there's been a lot of kids ill these last couple weeks oh
0: bummer Uh, at least you get it out of the way for the season
1: build your immunity
0: yeah exactly all right well that was our love and hate for the week All right, well, Chris, that's uh been that's the episode. Uh, we played some a really good game this yes, week. It's been a lot so of fun was. to talk about, and we got talked about the Chiefs called the Super Bowl. I yes. mean, what could be better than that? Loving that yeah them winning Uh, that's
1: better than going them winning that'll be that's better than that
0: i sure hope so man get this so far it'd be such a letdown well i've got my
1: bad call brick uh i'll be sitting by the the tv stand hopefully i do not have to throw it at the tv this weekend so it's a foam brick i got (laughs) like probably 30 some years ago (laughs) it says bad call chief's on it so bad call brick (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's yeah,
1: awesome. Yeah. And uh, there's a secret Santa uh, thing, uh, gift I got. So oh, probably uh, 15 years ago, 18 years ago from uh, uh, EMC, one of my secret Santas at work, I got this little inflatable chief guy. So we used to plug it in with all the kids growing up. And I was going through and organizing our an entertainment center. I'm like, oh, that's where he is. So I pulled it out last weekend, been plugging him in, got to have him in there. <laughs> he, he inflates up and he's got the hand going up, a football in one hand and a number one hand on the other arm and it's, it's pretty awesome. So he's got, yep, awesome. he's good. And it's, he's, he's probably 18 years old at least.
0: <laughs> and it's still, it still inflates. And yeah, everything. it does.
1: Well, some of the stitching comes out of one hand, the one where he's going number one. So his pinky's up. So he's looking like, like hook him horn kind of bit. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but Ew, gross. Oh, I know, but it's, it's, it's the chief. So it's all good.
0: <laughs> yeah, as last shoes. Hey, out of curiosity, how uh, is your Christmas tree up still? No,
1: we took it down. So, it was What? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, Grace was like, "Hey dad, are we going to take the Christmas tree down this year? I'm like, yes, babe, we'll do it after uh, uh, New Year's. So, yeah, it was one of these days when it got like 60 degrees here. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we took all the outside lights down and and took all the Christmas uh, ornaments down and put it in our shed. And, yeah, so the Christmas trees, uh, all the Christmas ornaments and uh, 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 the paraphernalia and the tree are down and put away. It's
0: the end of an era. Yes,
1: end of an era. So it was just over, uh, (laughs) it was 13 months. Yep. Oh, no more now, oh. so it's about 15 months. Yeah. We put it up in November, yeah. just after Thanksgiving.
0: That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been to ask you about that. I, I hadn't been over your house yeah. since uh, the holidays. So no, so no
1: no pictures coming with uh, uh, board games and the Christmas tree in the background. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's a great note to, uh, to leave yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, as usual, uh, feel free to send feedback, questions. Uh, we're always all welcome to it at Games We Play Pod. You can find that on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Feel free to follow us, send us a note, or any questions. You also send us things to gamesweplaypod at gmail.com. All right. Well, it's been a fun week. Thanks, Chris. Hopefully, you feel better. Thank I've, you. That, that kind of sucks. That's that's kind of worse. So maybe or maybe not see you at work this week for the next couple of days. But if I don't, hopefully you feel better and Go Chiefs. Um go anything
1: Chiefs?
0: Else <laughs> anything else you want to add? No, nope, that's it. Just said enough. Dropping the mic. All right. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening another week. We appreciate it. And from the games we play, I am Brian. And I am Chris. And Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs!